Do you wish you could make more fun vacation memories with your family every year? I'm Lynn Mettler, aka Go-To Travel Gal. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I help you learn to travel more by spending less and explain how easy it is for your entire family to fly free. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. I'm recording this week in a hotel lobby, so forgive me if there is a little bit of background noise. I'm doing my best to filter it out. But we've been traveling for about two weeks throughout California, one of our favorite places to visit. And we've been everywhere from Venice Beach in LA to Disneyland to San Diego. And we will finish our trip um, with just an evening in Newport Beach. So for this week's podcast, I know we have a lot of Disney fans who listen to the podcast and my family loves Disney as well. We try to go um, every year to either Disney World or Disneyland and we like both for different reasons and if you haven't ever been to Disneyland and you're a Disney World fan, I highly encourage you to put it on your list. If you follow the way I teach flying free, it's easy enough to get yourself there without having to pay airfare. And then you can spend your money on all the Disney magic that there is to see and do in the parks. So I wanted to share an update with you on Disneyland um, as of July, 2021. So it's been a couple years since we've been to Disneyland. We typically go in the fall around Halloween. And if um, you like Halloween, my family is a Halloween nut. Uh, So we love all things Halloween and they really do it right at Disneyland especially. They have a lot of um, special things that they don't have at Disney World so much. Both parks of course decorate for Halloween and they have the pumpkins on Main Street and um, all of that good stuff. But but Disneyland in particular, um, they changed some of their rides up. Uh, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is absolutely incredible. They redo the entire ride as the Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm here to tell you, it's almost an entire redo. They redecorate the whole thing. They change the characters out. It's awesome it's almost worth the trip just to see that and the the outside of the mansion itself they have pumpkins in the cemetery and the graveyard and it is phenomenal in a way that only disney can do Um, they also changed their space mountain ride so that it's more kind of like phantom ghost themes they pop up for you Um, while you're on the ride Um, at Disney World they kind of just turn all of the lights out so it's completely dark that's fun too Um, but anyway Halloween is a great time to visit and Cars Land is another area we really like at Disneyland that they don't have at Disney World and that's in um, Disney California Adventure Park so there's two parks at Disneyland the Disneyland which is like Magic Kingdom at Disney World And then there is um, California Adventure, which has more of the things that you would find at um, Hollywood Studios, I would say. Uh, But they have a whole area that's themed around cars. So if you have a kiddo who loves cars, they will think this is the greatest thing they have ever seen. Um, It's like going into the whole town and they have all of the different characters there and um, all of the shops that, you know, Luigi with the tires and Ramon with the... 
um, you know, the painting and the outfitting of the cars, and they have Flo's Cafe, and the Mater is there, and you can see Lightning McQueen, and anyway, they really decorate this area for Halloween, and it is really phenomenal as well, and that's definitely one of our favorite rides at Disneyland, too, is the... Um, the cars ride it's called radiator springs racers i think um but it's basically like test track but a million times better um, so it's all you get to go through cars land and um, see you know the theming of the town on the ride and then you race um, another car kind of like you do on test track at the end and um, before we get into what things are like at disneyland let me just give you a tip for that ride because that one is typically very hard to get on and um, if you get in the single rider line, you'll be on it at 10, 15 minutes tops, usually. You can ask them how long the single rider line is. And so what happens with single rider is you don't necessarily get to ride with your family, but um, for example, we got on in the single rider line this time and three of us were all together and then my 17 year old, he ended up in a different car. Um, so oftentimes you end up together or close maybe in the same car or one in the car in front and one in the car behind but it's so much better than standing in an hours long line to get on the ride so I realize you can't do that if you have younger kids but if you have kids that um, are school age and you know they'll be fine that you get to stay in the line together it's just you get separated on the ride and then you just wait for each other at the end until um, everyone's off and you're all back together so that'd be my tip there just in terms of um, the pandemic because Disneyland was closed for quite a long time um, during the pandemic we did not see a lot of change um, there are a few changes but um, it felt almost like the way it was before to us um, so there was no social distancing no mask requirements there were some people wearing masks not a lot but some um, you were supposed to wear masks if you have not been vaccinated. I'm um, supposed to wear them indoors. Um, and there were more hand sanitizing stations around, but not a ton, not as many as I would have thought. The, um, another thing they have added, really beefed up, is mobile ordering um, via the Disneyland app. So um, that's for dining. So you almost have to use the mobile ordering in some scenarios. Um, and we actually really liked this better anyway because um, it kept you from having to wait in a long line at the different restaurants and um, saved some time and saved some standing in line. So um, you basically just open your app, you pick the restaurant where you want to eat, and then you um, put in your order, you pay for it right there, and then it um, gives you a time window to go back and pick up your food. And when you get there, you just tap in the app that you have arrived, they make your food, so that way it's not sitting there cold, waiting for you for 30 minutes. Um, and then you just get in a special mobile line and you pick it up. So we did this over and over and we found it to be very helpful. Actually, I liked it a lot better. And there, again, there are some cases where you really have to use the mobile app. So for example, we really like Dole Whip, um, which you can get um, over in Frontierland, Adventureland, I think, um, area. And so if you did not put your order in for that about two hours before park closing, they only took mobile orders at the um, end of the day 
and you were just out of luck. So we put in our Dole Whip orders um, about two hours again before park closing and then about half hour to 15 minutes before the park closed, we made our way over there, we got our Dole Whip, we ate it, and then we walked out of the park. So you might just be aware that some of your favorite things might only be available with the mobile ordering. Another thing that currently they do not have are fast passes. Um, so you just have to monitor the line weights in the app and you just have to wait in line. Um, so we didn't love that. We wish they had add, added fast passes back because we did feel like we spent a lot of time waiting in line. Um, we were just there for two days, um, and but so we were pretty much able to do, I would say 90% of the rides we wanted to ride. There were maybe a couple that we didn't get to, but they were none of the ones that are at the top of our list or anything. Ones that we've ridden many times. Um, so they do have virtual queues for two rides. Um, their two newest rides, the Rise of the Resistance, which is in the Star Wars area at Disneyland. And that Star Wars area looks exactly like the one at Disney World. Um, and then they also have it for, they have kind of the new Marvel area over at California Adventure. And so there's a new Spider-Man ride over there and there's a virtual queue for that. So let me tell you how the virtual queues work. Um, so basically you have to have the app. So lesson learned here is make sure you have the Disneyland app loaded and ready to go before you arrive. And you wanna make sure your tickets are connected as well. And you have to like, when you buy your tickets online, they send you an email with a QR code and you have to scan that into the app to make sure everyone's tickets are added. So make sure that's all connected. And if you're staying in a Disney hotel, that's connected. That will make things much simpler for you. But you do need to have the tickets connected in order to get in this virtual queue. So you open the app and um, there's a virtual queue button and you have two opportunities to get in the virtual queue at 7 a.m. and at noon. And everybody's vying for spots at those same times too. So we purchased park hopper tickets, which means you can go between the two parks whenever you want. Um, your other option is just to purchase single day park tickets. So you'd be at Disneyland one day and California Adventure the other. But at Disneyland, the parks are literally next to each other. You just walk out of one and immediately into the other. So it's very easy to go between the two parks. So we, um, we do like to have park hoppers here for that reason. Um, to be able to hop between parks. It's very, it's much more convenient than trying to do it at Disney World. So if you have a park hopper, you um, have to choose which park you're gonna go in first. That's the current state of things, which I think is due to the pandemic. And you have to have a park reservation for that park. Um, and that's very easy to do online too when you're buying your tickets. They really force you to have a reservation um, when you're buying the tickets. So it's very hard to get a ticket without a reservation. I wouldn't worry about that. So whichever park um, you've chosen for your reservation, say day number one, you can get in the virtual queue for the ride at that park at 7 a.m. If you get in that virtual queue, you can get in the noon virtual queue for the ride at the other park um, at noon. So um, if you get in your main park's ride at 7 a.m., you can then get on the other ride in the other park at noon. If you didn't get on the ride at your main park at 7 a.m., you have another chance to do it at noon. So I hope that makes sense. But you basically have two chances and you are forced to do the, the park that you've reserved that you're gonna start your day at at 7 a.m. 
So we um, did this at 7 a.m. and noon, and we had no problem getting in both rides virtual queue, none at all. So we, you open the app, you kind of wait till it says 7 a.m. It's a bit like checking in on Southwest 24 hours ahead of time to get your boarding order. You push it as soon as you see it. Um, you confirm every, it'll pull up everyone that you have tickets for. You confirm that as quickly as possible and you're in the line. Then it gives you a time window for when to return. So for example, you may, it gives you an estimated time, like two hours from now or four hours from now, but it's gonna be at the first half of the day if you're in the 7 a.m. queue. So when it's about time to um, get on your ride, it, it continues to update it, the estimated time. You head that direction. Um, you wait till it says you're um, allowed to get in the line. You show, um, it, it gives you boarding passes. So you just open those up in the app. You um, show them to the uh, park staff, you get in the line, and then you wait till it's your turn. So for Rise of the Resistance, which is the new Star Wars ride at Disneyland, which is awesome. That was a phenomenal ride. You definitely want to get on that one if in any way, shape, or form you enjoy Star Wars. It is really and truly like stepping into the storyline or into the movie itself. The sets are phenomenal, and it's has to be if not the longest one of the longest rides at disney ever so we got right on that ride no problem now for the um, spider-man ride at california adventure when we arrived at our virtual queue time we still had to wait another hour in the virtual or in a physical line um, and the days that we were there again in july and this is in anaheim california it was very hot which is unusual for this area but it was like 91 degrees um, dry heat, but still really hot. So um, that was not fun to stand in an hour long line. It was not well shaded, did not have a lot of good fans or airflow or anything. Because a lot of the lines at Disneyland are outside because normally the weather here is generally perfect. Um, unlike Disney World where they put you more inside and air conditioned and kind of entertain you during the line. So um, we had a good experience in the virtual queue and a bad experience really with Spider-Man. And we didn't really like the Spider-Man ride and we have superhero fans for sure in our family, but we just felt like it's basically, um, if you've been on the Toy Story Mania ride, which is like you're playing carnival games, as you go through this ride um, on Toy Story, they have it at both Disneyland and Disney World. Um, it's the same concept as that, except you're basically shooting like these little spiders that have gotten out of hand. Um, and actually you're using your hands to do it instead of pulling on the string thing that you have at Toy Story Mania. But it's the same concept. They just sort of retooled it for the Spider-Man ride. We just generally thought kind of the story was silly and um, there was just nothing terribly innovative or great about it. So that's my recap of the, the two new rides and the virtual queue. Um, and so I think that's about all there is to tell you that was different about the parks. In terms of crowds, it felt busy to us. Um, and mostly we didn't have to wait more than 30 to 45 minutes for most rides. There were some that were quicker that we got right on and there were some that we had to wait an hour for like Space Mountain we did have to wait about an hour to get on maybe 45 minutes something like that to get on that one um, so again the fast passes would have been helpful to at least knock out three rides that you didn't have to stand in line for um, so they are taking reservations they are limiting capacity 
in some way, but it felt about as busy as it normally is to us. So in terms of um, where we stayed, so Disneyland has three on-property hotels. They have Paradise Pier, which I've never, I've never been to that one, um, and that's the furthest away, so that's a bit of a walk. Um, there's the Disneyland Resort, and I have stayed in that one, and that is more like a standard hotel room with no particular theming other than Disney. Um, but it's very close to downtown. You can just walk right out your door into the downtown area. And again, the downtown area is just right next to the parks, and the parks are right next to each other. So everything is very close proximity at Disneyland. It's much less walking, and the parks are a lot smaller, too. And then the other one is the Grand Californian. And this is a property I had been in, but I'd never stayed there. And I really, really wanted to stay there. So we decided to splurge and stay there um, this trip for the first time, because it's also pretty hard to find availability there. Because it's not a very big hotel. It's only six floors. Um, and, and so they had availability this year. And so we booked our rooms there. And the Grand Californian is phenomenal. Um, it's similar to the Wilderness Lodge or the Animal Kingdom Lodge at Disney World, but it's all, if you're familiar with architecture, um, California arts and crafts, kind of mission style with a lot of wood, like Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, and the details in this uh, property are amazing. Uh, it's so beautiful and so well done. It has that grand lobby like at the Wilderness Lodge with a huge fireplace. Um, and just again, the wood and the carvings um, and the detail are really amazing. Um, so they have a variety of rooms and suites. Um, they do have rooms that are good for families of five where they have the two queen beds and then a day bed that turns into a couch and I'm going to share a video of that coming up um, so you can see how that works and they have different views um, the the hotel actually sits on the edge of California Adventure so you can look out um, some views into California Adventure the other side of it looks over the downtown area so you can get that view and then they have courtyard views or just standard views um, and uh, what's great about this property, too, is that you can walk right out of your hotel directly into California Adventure. Um, you don't have to go through any main park entrance. They, of course, check your tickets and everything as you're going in and you go through security. But you just walk right out your door and you're like two steps from a ride. Um, so we loved that ability to go in and out of that entrance. And that's where a park hopper is helpful too because you can actually go into California Adventure, go out it and over to Disneyland um, if you want, if you have a park hopper. Um, again, you have to stay in one, the first park that you pick each day, you have to stay in that park till one, the way it is currently. So if you had picked Disneyland as your first park, let's just say on a Monday, um, you would have, have to go out the other way into Disneyland before coming into California Adventure. But um, if California Adventure is your first park of the day, you can go through it over to Disneyland and come back in and out as much as you want. Um, but it also opens to downtown Disney. So you, if you're going to Disneyland, you go out through downtown and then you go to the main Disneyland park entrance. Um, there's multiple, um, restaurants at the Grand California there wasn't really a kind of a quick service one so we would tend to go to a downtown restaurant again right outside your door and all those would bring carry out to you as well in the lobby of the hotel 
um, or we would just go into a park uh, and eat a, more of a quick service meal that we had mobile ordered in advance. Um, so, and they have uh, several pools there. They have a laundry facility, which is great, which I t took full advantage of um, to wash all of our clothes before we moved on to San Diego, which was our next stop. But overall, we absolutely loved this hotel. 100% I would want to stay there again. I'm totally spoiled with being able to go directly into the park from my hotel. Uh, we could see from our room um, the Disneyland fireworks, which was cool too. You couldn't hear the music though or see the projections on the, the castle, but, um, but we could see the fireworks. And so I would definitely recommend it. I love Disney, so to me it's guaranteed fun. So when I'm ready for some guaranteed fun, that's where I wanna go. I know exactly what I'm gonna get. We um, have rides that we love to go on as family, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, you know, and the Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain and Peter Pan, all of those great rides um, that we've been riding for years together as a family is just fun and it brings back great memories for us our kids are always very engaged at disneyland there's less looking at their phone you know than when we're driving you know through um, national parks or landscapes or whatever you know they they enjoy it as well so it's just a great it's a great vacation for a family i know i don't need to sell you on disney but so that's a, an update of the state of disneyland in july 2021 i'm sure it will continue to change as um, the pandemic um, you know ebbs and flows and we see what happens next but um, it really did not feel very different at all they actually have made some improvements um, hopefully they can get the virtual queues working a little bit better um, and implement some kind of a fast pass or virtual queue system for the other rides as well so if you want to learn um, how we flew free to disney and how we do that every year and go so many other places flying free as well um, I encourage you to join my family's Fly Free membership where I can share with you my Fly Free formula. Um, that's so easy to just in a couple months get your family on a rotation of always being able to fly free to Disney or to wherever it is you want to go. And we have a lot of great content about Disney inside the membership, including our best tips for um, how to save on food, how to save on accommodations, both on property and off, um, how to use um, timeshares and vacation rentals at Disney World, our experiences at the different properties. We've brought in experts um, and have expert Q&As on Disney and how to use Disney Vacation Club points. So we have a ton of great Disney content inside. We have more than 100 hours of videos about travel tips and destinations and flying free inside the membership along with the one-on-one um, -on -one consults that you get with me and the personalized plan that we give your family and the ability to ask um, our team a question about travel anytime and get a quick response. So please do consider becoming a member if you want to simply and easily start getting your family a way to always fly free. You can check it out at familiesflyfree.com join. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you on the podcast next week. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Family's Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step -step plan 
and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.